Hey guys, my name's Jose, and this is another episode of Buy or Pass. In this series, I would look at the financial documents of a company and decide if I was looking for another investment, would I buy or would I pass? Before we start, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to get info on new episodes and other videos. So let's begin. Like always, I'm going to use the website known as LazyFA.com, which allows me to see all these financial numbers in easy visual format. Today, we'll take a look at Starbucks. So here in Starbucks, we're going to take a look at the income statement, the balance sheet, cash flow statement, some metrics, and the other, we're going to do some other research here and there. Um, so we're going to take a look at the quarterly data. Starbucks just reported Q1 of 2019. So we're going to take a look at the quarterly data opposed to the yearly data. So here in the income statement, we start off with revenue. Here, revenue pretty looks pretty great, right? Revenue has been increasing almost every quarter. You can see this healthy uptrend. Unfortunately, like always, we see that cost of revenue go up. But numerical-wise, revenue is increasing at a higher rate than cost of revenue. Revenue right now is 6.63. Last quarter was 6.3. The previous quarter was 6.31. Where cost of revenue is 2.76, last quarter was 2.6, and the quarter before that was 2.55. The one thing, normally, it depends on the type of company I, I take a look at. Some companies, I try to look at the same quarter last year, where other quarters, I try to I look at the previous quarter. Um, so for this company, I'm going to take a look mainly at the previous quarter because this is a, a coffee shop, Starbucks, right? They have they have products for each season. So this is a constant revenue. So for me, I'm just going to be looking at quarter to quarter. It's not, not a cyclical type product. Um, good thing, though, cross, cross profit, as we can see, revenue is increasing at a faster pace number-wise than cost of revenue. We can see here gross profit also has a current uptrend. This um, quarter was at 3.87 billion. Last quarter was at 3.7 billion. So a nice healthy increase of about 0.17 billion over the quarter. Earnings before income taxes, we can see it's pretty much around the average. Right now, this past quarter was 1.04 billion. And the year before that was, the quarter before that was 994 million. So they they get they got to keep a little bit of more of their earnings before income tax we can see about 10 million more unfortunately 10 million to about 117 million dollars of gross profit uh, they're definitely paying off a nice amount of expenses here net income even unfortunately even though we're seeing this increase of revenue and cost of revenue i mean and gross profit the net income itself is pretty flat quarter to quarter. If we look at it year to year, though, it is increasing. But I think last year was based on this random, this random number here that happened on the first quarter or quarter four of last first quarter of this of this year, um, the first quarter of 2018. So right now, net income is about at 7.6. Um, 760 million last quarter was 755 again net income seems pretty flat even though revenue is increasing at a much faster pace so that's that's definitely not not a good thing 
for me to see. Next, we'll take a look at income statement red flags. This is something great that Lacey FA gives us the ability to look at. Here's just, we're gonna see the same, the same graphs we just saw in different ways. So here we can see revenue and cost of revenue. Revenue going up, unfortunately cost of revenue is going up. But we can see that big difference delta between the two and that's our gross profit, right? That the delta between the two is the gross profit and we can see our gross profit is increasing. You can see revenue growth versus cost of growth percentage-wise. It, it, it seems to be close to a one-to-one -one ratio. There's no real outliers going on here. Everything seems pretty normal to, to how it normally looks. So to me, this is not, not throwing me any, any sketchy flags. Next, we'll take a look at their gross margin versus profit margins. Prof gross margins, we can see, is pretty, pretty intact to its average, which is around... 58.4 unfortunately our profit margins is a little down compared to previous quarters normally it's in the high 12s 13s right now it seems to be one of the shortest smallest ones at 11.5 there's a 10.9 in the first in quarter two of 2018 but it is pretty low at 11.5 and we can see that's why we have that net income a little flat, even though revenue itself is increasing. So here, Lacey FA is throwing us some flags. The first flag we're throwing us is a revenue strictly increasing. This flag is just telling us, hey, this is pretty weird. This company has revenue increased every single quarter for the past six, seven years. And the reason that's looking at the annual data. If we look at it in the quarterly data, we can see it does dip in and out. But if you look at the annual data, each year this company has had, is always higher than the previous quarter. And Lacey FA is just telling us, hey, take a look. Sometimes this might be uh, a tricky a tricky sign that this company is, is trying to hide something. But to me, we're taking a look at that quarterly data. We have some dips down. So this red flag doesn't really, really concern me right now. And then this second, second red flag is just telling us that net income growth is grew is growing at some crazy number and i think this was just a mistake in one of the sheets in one of the income statements or sheets that this again doesn't really really make sense so in the balance in the income statement things are looking good the only thing i wish we would see is net income not be so flat compared to previous quarters because we do have that revenue going up right where that revenue is increasing next let's take a look at that balance sheet then so the balance sheet again we'll take a look at quarterly data assets in the long term is still in an uptrend even though um, assets this quarter is slower than last quarter last quarter had a 24.16 billion total assets this year's 19.98 about four billion dollars less we'll take a look about i'll take a look at that later to see what that issue was and why it dropped down about four billions in the quarter but overall the um the assets are increasing within this uptrend unfortunately total liabilities has increased dramatically right now it seems total liabilities is higher than its total assets uh, that might seem pretty scary but i did take a look at things before doing the video and it's not as bad as it looked um, unfortunately, total debt has increased. Right now, it's sitting at about 
13 billion. Last quarter was 9.44, and the previous quarter before that was 6.8. So total debt has increased, and it did take a nice jump in this past these past two quarters. Even though it is paying paying it off, nine nine billion is a huge amount, and it's about almost 50, a little less than 50. I want to say maybe about 40 percent of its total liabilities. Receivables and Payables, we can see it's almost receivables is collecting about 721 million. Last quarter was 693. It seems previous quarter it has been higher, so it's pretty pretty rare and pretty strange to see that drop. That's kind of fishy. For payables here, again, this company is paying, I guess, the amount of employees growing. Right now it's sitting at 1.1 billion. Last quarter was 1.8 billion. But payables unfortunately is having that increase as well long term cash and cash equivalents these past two quarters have been its highest ever and we can see here is where the four billion dollars was lost in the assets that we had in last quarter so remember last asset the total assets of last quarter was 24 billion and then it went down to 20 billion we can see here cash and cash equivalents last quarter was 8.76 billion it dropped down about four billion dollars to 4.76 billion and we see that cash and cash equivalents assets being the main purpose of seeing that that decrease in the total assets i would definitely take a research later on to see where that cash and cash equivalents went it doesn't really look like it went to pay down debt because this company still did not have any four billion dollars down in debt so now this is where we're going to take a look at the red flags for the balance sheet again it's just going to show us a different way to a different we're going to see the same things we just saw but in a different manner here we can see right now for the first time quarter to quarter total liabilities outweighs total assets but like i said i'm going to show you guys in a few that this is not a bad thing right now it's actually a good thing in my opinion but it's just the way it's shown it's pretty bad so shareholder equity is the difference between total liabilities and total assets and right now like we mentioned liabilities is higher than assets so it is on the negative so again people will probably be looking at this and say this is pretty pretty bad but the way i'm looking at things is i don't i don't really see that i don't see it as bad here our growth quarter wise doesn't really it does seem to be um, all over the place so uh, to me i'm not really going to take a look at it but here this is what we're the what i want to talk to you guys about so if we take a look at liability distribution throughout the quarters we're seeing that in 2018 uh, september the end of september of 2018 we had this big jump here and this is what we call deferred revenue and i'll explain to you guys what deferred revenue is but deferred revenue in a matter of one quarter went from zero dollars to 8.42 billion dollars so this increased this increased total assets dramatically um, this is the the big reason why total assets increased because that 8.4 billion dollars became almost 50 percent of its liability distribution um, and then this previous this next quarter is still about 45 percent deferred revenue and it's 8.38 billion the other 49 percent is made up by non-current debt so almost a hundred percent 
of this of of the company's liability is broken down between two things one 45 percent is deferred revenue and two 49 percent is non-current debt so what is non-current debt non-current debt is debt that needs to be paid off within longer than a month uh, with longer than a year so this company has some debt some loans that it needs to pay off probably some in, in in many years to come and this company definitely has enough cash for that the next is deferred revenue but what is deferred revenue here i did some research for you guys so we can take a look and deferred revenue is also known as unearned revenue it refers to advance payment a company receives for a product or service that are to be delivered or performed in the future so deferred revenue is revenue is cash that is money that this company has collected already it collected its money but it hasn't yet done done the uh, the deed to collect that money so being either selling some product or something the company hasn't delivered the product yet so as as a result this deferred revenue even though it is revenue it is first uh, it first goes as a liability once it becomes a liability once the company starts producing the product that it needs to give for it to collect to rightfully earn this revenue it starts moving this revenue from liability to an asset so here eventually all this all these this firm revenue is gonna become an asset to the company in some form of revenue income all right so then i wanted to look in deeper and see where this deferred revenue was coming from so again i did some more research and here we can see this is for the last quarter there was no um no real update right now for this quarter but in the fourth quarter of 2018 starbucks licensed the right to sell and market the products and authorized channel to nestel so starbucks gave permission to nestel to sell their products in return they received an upfront prepaid royalty the upfront prepaid was recorded as deferred revenue and will be recognized as other revenue on a straight line basis over estimated income life of 40 years so for the next 40 years this 8.6 billion dollars wait what is it 6.8 billion dollars would be divided by 40 years right um so that's how many quarters 40 times 4 so about 160 quarters so this would so this would be divided by 160 quarters and then increased into the revenue each quarter and it will be reducing the deferred revenue so we would like i mentioned we're going to see this deferred revenue go down and revenue increase over time so to me like that's what i mentioned that this is not a bad thing that we have deferred revenue so high even though total liabilities increase by by dramatic number it really does not make it a bad thing and then the company also has other forms of of deferred revenue it uses this loyalty program where customers are able to use rewards to collect to collect money and stuff so the company used this as deferred revenue and it based on historical pattern it generally expires in about a six month period it here says when a customer redeems and earns a reward starbucks recognizes the revenue for the redeemed product and reduces the related loyalty program liability so again when customers use that 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 rewards program it'll remove the it'll remove the item from deferred revenue 
and push it on as a light as a as a revenue the next we'll take a look at its asset distribution i just definitely wanted to focus on that liability because we saw that it had jumped up so much but we see that 8.3 billion dollars was based on deferred revenue and let's just take a quick look back to see how much that that would really affect it so right total liabilities right now is at 22.86 if we decrease this by 8 billion it'll be about 14 billion dollars and it'll be pretty close to where it was the previous quarters before right so two quarters ago before the re deferred revenue was at 13.19 billion and now with the refer um with the defer it's about 22 but if we take that deferred away it'll be about 14 billion so like i've mentioned it'll be pretty on par with total liabilities a few quarters ago next let's take a look we were still looking at our asset distribution here we can see that big jump of cash and cash equivalents and then it was used or it was devalued and it's now back back down the rest of the companies that a cash and cash equivalents is based on 25 percent 31% is property, plants, and equipment. Again, this company probably has a lot of properties, right? A lot of Starbucks are, are, are popping all over the place. So the real estate there is based as an asset. The next are intangibles, the, the secret recipe of Starbucks, right? Finally, we'll take a look at the cash flow statement. Here in the cash flow statement quarterly, compared to previous quarters, let's take away this outlier right this outlier is pretty pretty you can see is it's, it's a sore thumb around here but if we look at this past quarter it is higher than the previous quarters so that's definitely a great thing to see so cash flow statement this is actually the only thing i take a look at from excuse me from the cash flow statement and the, that's the net cash flow from operations because i just want the company to do well from operations so just a quick overview, right? Income statement, we have revenue going up, cost of revenue going up, but that gross profit is going up. Unfortunately, our net income is pretty flat, even though revenue is going up. I would definitely like to see this company have better, better managed of their net income. Their earnings per basic share, again, pretty flat because it's really it's related with that net income. So to me, the income statement is is giving me a pass just because revenue is going up, and I do think expenses in the long terms can definitely be can be uh, cut down, and that's just something a company has to work on. But it's as long as this company is increasing its revenue, the company can definitely work on reducing expenses. So for that, the income statement is definitely going give me a, a buy. The balance sheet, this is pretty weird, right? Even though total debt, total liabilities for the first time weigh, um, outweighs total assets and we have a negative shareholder equity, we truly saw that that value is not the true value because of the deferred revenue. So based on the deferred revenue, if we were to actually take that off, which I would like to do, um, total liabilities would be less than total assets. This, we know this company is going to be collecting revenue over time based on this royalty fee for the next 40 years. So for that reason, I am giving this a buy. But I do wish to see this total, um, total debt go down. Um, this company does not have any long short-term current short-term debt. 
current debt. It has zero current debt, which is good. It means it has no debt to pay off anytime soon. Finally, we have the cash flow statement. In the cash flow statement, we have a positive cash flow, a little higher compared to previous quarters. So again, that is definitely giving me a buy. So based on all these three, I definitely would give Starbucks a buy. And if I was looking for another investment, I would definitely consider purchasing Starbucks. So I hope you guys enjoyed the video. A quick question for you guys. Would you buy or pass on Starbucks based on the information we just saw? Um, wasn't it tricky with that deferred revenue, right? Being strictly on the total liabilities, making it seem like the company has collected a huge liability. In fact, it has, but if the company produces what it needs to produce, this company has increased its revenue for the next 40 years, which is a great thing to see. Again, guys, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to get more episodes like this. And check out my website, josenaharo.com, where I have all the information there for free. Again, have a good night, guys, and see you next time.